Hi everyone, thanks again for joining me for Maximum Web Success and today we're going to be looking at five common web design mistakes that many web developers make when building a website and how to avoid them. Stick around, you're going to enjoy this. Welcome to the Maximum Web Success Podcast, where we talk through all things webtastic for creating a successful online business. Each week we'll be sharing your weekly dose of web tips and strategies to help you master online success. And now your host, business success coach, Chris Burke. Hi guys, thanks for joining me again. As a web designer, I'm often asked by businesses and even other web designers to review their websites and see if there's any way that I believe they could be improved. And I tend to find there's five common web design or development mistakes that could easily be avoided in the development stage and they'll make a massive difference to the outcome of the site. See, what you have to think about is that your website is a critical part of your business strategy. And beyond just being an online advertisement for your business to help people find your services, foremost, it should be a powerful business tool to drive more sales and brand awareness. But sadly, most web designers get caught up in the process rather than the planning and miss some of the most important aspects of a successful website design and development. And like any business tool, your website should have a plan, a foundation, a strategy, and a goal to ensure it is going to be successful. Just because it might look nice to the eye doesn't mean it will be an effective marketing tool. So I want to go through five mistakes that web designers and website owners make that they will need to consider when building a new website. The first one is probably poor planning. And let's face it, anyone these days can design a website. We've all seen the ads on TV and YouTube showing celebrities building their own websites with online website building tools such as Wix or GoDaddy's Site Builder. Surely if they can do it, it must be really easy, right? What these celebrities don't show you firstly is that somebody else has probably done all the hard work for them prior to the filming. And secondly, have you ever noticed the level of zero thought they put into it? It's like simply drop and drag this photo here, add some text, and hey, I now have a website. There is actually a lot more that goes into a website than a simple drop and drag approach. Planning is required to ensure the layout of your website not only draws people's attention to click on the elements of the site, but it also must load fast, work well on all devices, promote brand awareness, and have critical objectives in place to drive leads or sales and be structured well so that it ranks well organically on Google. For example, designing a site that doesn't have much of a scroll may seem like a really good thing, but by making a visitor scroll means that they stay on the page longer, view more of the content, which in turn lowers the bounce rate of your website, making Google believe that your content has more value than if someone quickly viewed the page, didn't scroll anywhere, and jumped away to another site. So the objective in this case would be to add quality content worthy of scrolling, but ensure the call to action, such as a click to call or a quote request button, is close to the top of the page or even in the navigation. So if you're planning a new site, either yourself or your web designer must have a good understanding of search engine optimization, not just to know how to make the site look really nice. 
The second thing that I'd recommend working on is understanding and establishing your target audience. When building a website, ensure it will attract the right crowd you want. While you want your website to be accessible to anyone online, ultimately, it's going to be your niche target audience that is going to make up the majority of sales or inquiries. So the site must appeal to your targeted audience, and this starts with ensuring your branding attracts the right audience. For example, if you're a property developer and your product you are selling is, say, a two or three bedroom modern townhouse complex within, say, 10 kilometers of the city, then your audience is probably young executives, maybe one young child. So the colors should be modern, fresh and edgy rather than, say, light pastel wheat colors. And your brand should be modern with a bold statement rather than a flimsy Roman or script typeface that will be better suited for an older crowd. Once you've established the brand, this should then flow seamlessly throughout your website, your lead capture on your website, your downloadable documents, email, footer, etc. And then when integrated with a digital marketing campaign on Facebook or Instagram, your target audience who already has visited your website will recognize your brand instantly and visit the landing page back on your website where you can capture their details more easily. A well-recognized, familiar brand builds trust and drives sales and leads more easily. My third tip would be ensuring your website is mobile-friendly. Now, I know we've heard this over and over again, but now mobile devices such as smartphones and tablets now account for the major part of online traffic. So if your website is not 100% mobile responsive, then it really needs reviewing. And there are many factors that determine if a website is mobile responsive. These include colors, font sizes, and spacing between the text, and of course, the layout of the site and how well it transforms and adapts based on screen size. But something else to keep in mind when assuring your website is mobile friendly is whether you need all the content on the mobile device as you do on the desktop version of the site. Possibly you might like to develop the site with a watered down version that appears on smaller devices, but has a call to action up the top instead of all the content overload. This can be usually done quite easily for most web developers now in some of the good themes you get on say WordPress sites. And it usually costs no extra to have it created during the development process. You'll probably find this will give you a much better response with your audience that use mobile devices to find your business. Now, navigation is obviously very, very important to every website and poor navigation can really ruin a site. When your visitor lands on your site, you want things to be found easily and instantly. When someone comes to your site from Google, they can potentially land on any page. So ensuring your navigation allows them to get to any page of your website within one or two clicks is essential. And one of the most obvious things your website should include is a call to action, being either a click to call phone number or a request to quote button. It is recommended that when you build your website, show it to a few of your target audience members and ask them to review it and give honest feedback. This will help ensure you don't lose any potential visitors. And in most cases, it only takes a slight tweak to change the layout of your website's navigation to perfect it. And finally, search engine optimization. Now, while many web designers can design a site, sadly, most don't know how to build a website with search engine optimization implemented during the development process.
For example, most web developers will actually drop in the images that were provided with the names that were already on the images rather than rename them to something that relates to the services or the business. And you see so many times where a logo file will simply be called logo.jpg instead of the business name. These are the foundation elements of your website, so they need to be named correctly before they are uploaded. Otherwise, you need to remove them, rename them, and upload them again. And now, many platforms that you get online, like Wix, GoDaddy, etc., they often don't have the ability to rename the images first, or sometimes they even change them to their own series of numbers and letters, which gives zero value in the search engine. So make sure before choosing a platform you build your website on that it can actually handle this kind of optimization. And then there is the on-page optimization, such as the scrolling pages I mentioned before, but also ensuring the critical elements of the website are above the fold. This is the viewable area that people see before they scroll down your page. You want to make sure the information above the fold has a call to action so people can click through to either make an inquiry or go to another page. You don't want them bouncing away just because they can't see where they should go next on your site. And then of course, you want to ensure that the site loads fast on all browsers and devices. This is really, really important. And you can head over to a website such as gtmetrics.com and test the loading speed of your website and see where there's areas of your website that could be adjusted. Google has also stepped up the game for SEO over the last few years, making it even easier to rank, providing you know what they require. For instance, the old days of keyword stuffing is definitely gone authority content is in. So adding plenty of quality content of substance, such as blog posts, are really great these days for building your authority level. And one newer way of being found is to add frequently asked questions to your page. You'll notice that if you type in a question in Google, often a page of a website will be referenced with the question and a link to the answer. This drives a lot more traffic to your website and makes you an authority because you've answered the question for Google. Also keep in mind that if you're a local business and you want to rank locally, you've got to think locally. This means by adding your trading hours and the address to the footer of your website, because this information is pulled through to Google local business listings, Google Maps, and the Google Assistant. So if you want to get really clever, you can also incorporate different footers on your website for different page content. Uh, on my own website, smartfish.com.au, you'll notice that I've actually got different footers for different parts of the website. So for instance, if you're looking at, say, web design, you'll see a footer that relates to web design services, my print services will be print related, etc. This really helps with the optimization of the website because there's more information about that particular topic from top to bottom of the website page. So if these five factors in mind that I mentioned today, go back and review your website you already have, or if you're developing a new website, make sure you've added these incorrectly because these will ensure your website performs well, both with the search engines and with your visitors and will leave your competitors in the dust. So I hope you've gained some information today from this podcast. If you have any questions or feedback, please drop me a line. And of course, if you've enjoyed the podcast, hit the subscribe button the show notes from this podcast today, head on over to the MaximumWebSuccess.com website. And until next time, have a webtastic day.